Hello, my name is Charlie Grimes, and I'm the founder and the host of the Encouragers United podcast. My intent with this project is first and foremost to encourage the encouragers, those special people in this world who, because of their experiences and their personality, are relentlessly positive and enthusiastic about all areas of life. They show up on the Myers-Briggs Personality Index as ENFPs, they're Enneagram 7s, and Disc Profile Influencers. We are the Encouragers. We're gifted by God to see ways to exhort and build others up. We're often action-oriented, creative, extroverted, flexible, and we work hard. We find ourselves in leadership positions like teaching and coaching, pastoring and mentoring. Another goal of the podcast is to explain to the rest of the world how we think and why we react the way we do to stress and conflict. Through teaching, discussion, idea sharing, and personal interviews, I hope you'll gain new insight, learn to be patient with yourself and with others, and to grow more self-aware through this content. I would ask that if you see value in this effort, identify the most encouraging, positive person you know and let them know about me. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or my website, charlesrgrimes.com. It's a great day to be alive, so go make a difference today. More Than a Widow is designed to provide encouragement, hope, and resources so that no widow ever has to walk alone. In 2002, Laura Warfel lost her husband, Gene, when he passed away from a chronic illness. After spending several years not wanting to be a widow, Laura discovered God's dream for the next chapter of her life when she met John Acuff and heard him speak in 2013. As a result, she joined a group of dreamers and builders who have encouraged her to find her more. Her goal? To use the gifts and strengths that God has given her to help others become more than they ever think or imagine that they can be. Laura does this by connecting people with people, with valuable resources, and with the truth and the direction found in God's Word. She enthusiastically shares her expertise in writing, editing, marketing, public relations to help individuals and organizations improve their communications. Today, Laura's passion is to help one, two, three, fifty, hundreds, thousands of widows to be more than widows. Her goal is to form an army of churches and resources to provide the help that widows need to survive and thrive. And along the way, she encourages everyone God sends her way to be more and to do more with their life. She's presented at more than 150 seminars on grief. She's triumphed over cancer, and she's even learned social media as her ministry has grown. She is truly more than a widow. Well, hello, Laura. Thanks so much for joining us on the show today. Why don't you just introduce yourself? My name is Laura Warfel. I live in St. Louis. I have been a widow for 17 years, and that was something I never expected to say about myself. A lot of people 
are surprised when they find out that I'm a widow because people tend to assume that everybody's married, everybody's part of a couple. The younger you are, the more unusual it is. I was 48 when my husband passed away. That was pretty, pretty unusual for people and people didn't really know how to handle that and I really didn't know how to handle that either. I kind of thought of myself as a wife in waiting, and I just figured the next man would come along and God would send him to my front door and we'd live happily ever after, but that really hasn't happened. And I think God had something more that he wanted me to do besides starting a new relationship and starting a new family. What that turned out to be, uh, I discovered because of uh, John Acuff. He came to uh, my workplace and did a presentation and told us that you're never, it's never too late to start. And I had thought pretty much my life was over at that point. But I began to explore what might be the thing that God might want me to start. I went to John's uh, start conference and we, he had a big uh, uh, on switch by the front door and uh, to remind everybody, you know, it's time to time to start, time to turn on the next in your life. So while I was at the conference, I was praying about, God, what is it? Why am I here? What What is it that you start? And one night in my hotel room, I was there by myself, he laid it all out for me and I wrote it down in my journal. I still have the journal. I have to look back at it every once in a while just to encourage myself again. And the next day I went up to John and I told him, here's, here's what I'm starting. <laughs> so that was kind of the, the beginning of more than a week. I've never met John, but I surely appreciate, I've read those books, uh, a book, of course, uh, amply titled Start. And he's right. got another one called Finish, right? So you're in the process uh, between those, but you've formed an organization called More Than a Widow. And uh, what a beautiful start and a beautiful story of God taking something, uh, you know, really hard and tragic in your life, but moving you uh, to a place to be able to start this organization uh, to use your experience to encourage others. And so why don't you tell me the, the real nuts and bolts, the mission and the vision statements that you uh, have created for More Than a Widow. Give me the elevator pitch. More Than a Widow is designed to provide encouragement, hope, and resources so that no widow ever has to walk alone. Every widow regardless of age or circumstances, has and deserves the support she needs to explore what her now, I, I used to say new normal, that doesn't really <laughs> work so well anywhere. Now I say the now normal. Now and normal, so yeah. To explore the now normal and continue living her life. So mm. that's my that's my mission. That's my vision. Wow, wonderful. You know, working as a pastor now and uh, having family members and those in our church which have gone through uh, the death of of a spouse. But what are those assumptions about widows that you could you you could kind of blow up right now? I think the ones that have been most surprising to me, many people believe that all widows are receiving a government subsidy. And here, of course, I'm talking about the United States because mm. that's where I live. I know um, widows worldwide, over half of the widows in the world are living in poverty. So in our United States context, a lot of most people believe that widows are receiving a gov government subsidy and other forms of support and that they have no financial worries. And, 
and that is not true for many widows. Uh, some widows do, um, you know, inherit a pension or a life insurance policy or something and are able to live really comfortably for the rest of their lives. But many widows, and especially the younger you are, the more difficult it is sometimes to uh, have that financial support that you So many widows are um, the working poor. And they're making it, especially if they have children, they're making it from paycheck to paycheck. That's, uh, that's the reality. Another assumption is that people want to help widows. And in my experience, they might say that, but when it actually comes to the actual help, people are often reluctant to get involved with a widow's situation. Widows are perceived to be many times, and here, you know, obviously I'm generalizing, but many people perceive widows to be overly needy, overly clingy, um, overly dependent. And so they, people many times shy away from widows because they don't want to get involved in whatever their reality is. Some people believe that people who were friends of a widow's husband or friends with them as a couple will continue to be friends with that widow. Many times that is not the case. And there are many reasons for that. But a lot of times people are just afraid of, again, afraid of getting too involved in that widow's situation. So here you have, you can just see the picture here. So here you have a woman who is financially insecure, a woman who um, has very little help and has lost many of her friends. So, and a lot of times that happens really quickly after the husband's passing, all of mm. those. So a lot of widows that I meet will say that they want to give up. They, their life is over. They've lost their best friend. Their life is a mess and they, they're done. Yeah. And that's the really, really, really sad stories I hear a lot on my More Than a Widow page. Yeah. And there's, there's a bit of hopelessness in each of those three categories that, uh, that I think we need to reconfigure or re reconsider as we meet people. The financial need might be one of the easier ways that comes to my mind. And, and there are, you know, certainly uh, financial resources that we all have that can help these mm -hmm. folks. But I think the other two are the ones that are much, because I think I have experienced um, perhaps this shying away to think, Oh my goodness, I'm going to be going over there every day or she's going to be calling <laughs> me all the time. And, how could you coach a pastor here or someone that does know someone in that situation? Uh, it's a team effort, I would assume, so that, that you would help people uh, by getting them to resources they need rather than being that only sense of need, right? I, I can't be the only person that you call, you know, if I'm going to uh, start to minister to you. So, you know, let's flip that. Now, what, what are some of the surprises that you've discovered in working uh, as widows transition into this new now normal, as you've called it? What are the surprises that, that you know, perhaps you've learned? I think the two biggest surprises for me were that Widows want to stay in the background. When I first began reaching out to my pastors at my church, I said, who are our widows? And we, they, there was not a complete list of the widows. Everybody knew some of the widows, but nobody knew all of the widows were. So we compiled a list and we got, started to get, get the widows connected with each other because a lot of the widows didn't even know who the other widows were. So that was, that was very interesting. So those were two things that I found to be really helpful in 
in the church context is to know who the widows are and then to help the widows connect each other. Another surprise to me is that so many widows think their lives are over because their husband is gone. And there are many reasons for that, but many widows get stuck in that. And that is my, my biggest goal with More Than a Widow is to let people know you're still here. You're still here for a reason. God still has more for you to do and to get them excited about life again. You know, I noticed in your bio information that you're a Strengths Finders uh, fan. And it, are you using that as a, a, you know, perhaps as a tool to inspire and to get some folks? Why don't you talk about personality assessment and self-discovery and how you might work with a woman, uh, a widow, to, to kind of find herself and to, and to feel inspired by that? Is that how you've done that? Well, there are different contexts. When I, when I first started More Than a Widow, I, my vision was that it was going to be something in my church and I was going to visit with people and we were going to have Bible studies together and we were going to connect. And that's really not where God sent me first. First, God sent me to social media and I resisted tremendously um, starting a ministry on social media. I thought I was being uh, lazy and not really doing the right thing that you were supposed to do for ministry, but God made it very clear to me that that's where I was going to find my audience. And it, it was definitely true. And, and so on my Facebook page, I've connected with so many wonderful women, so many different types of women. And my uh, number one strength is connector. And that's really been the opportunity for me to connect with the widows and help the widows connect to each other on Facebook. Later, I did uh, begin a ministry at my church. We did a Bible study. We had some uh, dinners and luncheons and gathering. And then it just kind of came to a natural end, which was, which was real interesting. So I think the most important thing is to follow God's leading. Because sometimes if if we try to force what we want or what we think is right or what the world is telling us is right. Sometimes we, we just come to the end of ourselves and we don't know where else to go. But if we follow God, we're, we're taking, he's going to take us where he wants us. Yeah. And especially working with a person, you have to be patient, uh, allow that individual to, I think, lead the process one step at a time. And, and so, you know, um, if you had a, a blank slate at a church, uh, you know, like the sketch out what a ministry might look like for in your recommendation to a church that would like to do a better job or improve the services or what I'm thinking of a lot of our a lot of our help, I think, in in the kingdom it is, you know, it's it's informal. And so it may be, oh, I know this person or my neighbor or a, a, a lady at our church. I'll go help but I don't know that it's ever institutionalized. And I think what you've done is you've created an institution or a, an organization, I guess I should say, that, that would help us to institutionalize, to formalize, to maybe structure a ministry. And so again, I'm asking a big question, but what would that big blank slate, where would you start? Uh, here you are, you're talking to a young pastor. Uh, I would, you know, let's say I, I would want to implement something to get started with this. Coach me through the, the broad strokes or the, the sweeping strokes of what that ministry looks like. Well, I, I was really blessed that my church came along alongside me when I started More Than a Widow. And they 
allowed me to really experiment with some different different ways to reach widows and also partnered with when I discovered a way to reach widows here, let's go for it. And they came alongside me for that too. So it, it was really a wonderful experience. Of course, that was pre-pandemic. So um, little did I know when God told me this has to be, has to start on social media, that I think now that was the reason in fact, that he knew this was coming, how important those connections be when we can't really get together in person very easily. A couple of things um, that I that I highly recommend to churches is number one, get the widows connected with each other hmm. in some way, because a lot of widow, a lot of widows tend to isolate and they tend to think I'm the only one who's a widow. And so those are two really important myths that you bust right away just by helping widows get together with each other. The other thing is to reach out to widows and and offer specific help. And what our deacons did at, at my church, and they just simply sent a letter to all the widows and they said, here are some problems that we think you might be struggling with. Technology, home repairs, uh, car repairs. So those were our th three areas that we knew a lot of widows struggle. And then they said, we have people available in each of those areas to help you find the reasons that you need. We're not going to come out and change your oil for you, but we'll help you find this that you need. If you need help with computer, we'll help you with that. Need help with budgeting, we'll help you with that. So just basically identified what we knew the challenges probably were for most widows. I have to say, we didn't get a huge response to that. But the best response we got, one widow wrote us back and she said, thank you. I don't know if I will ever need any of these services, but I so appreciate that you reached out and let me know. That. And she's responding to the fact that somebody cared. Yeah, and, and we can be a safety net if she needs it. You know, a, right. a safety net that maybe her spouse certainly probably was. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah. I see two categories here that you've kind of identified. One is that financial and very practical need yeah. on a day to day, you know, if they're a homeowner and or if they own their own vehicle and, you know, they have we all have life, you know, and things happen, um, especially when they were married. Um, you know, perhaps the gentleman was in charge of some of that kind of stuff. And so we could help them from that standpoint in a financial sense. But and but you've off, you've you've also brought up uh, the idea of the social aspect of it and that, mm. you know, you were friends with this couple and then he died and now you're not friends with him anymore. And boy, we, we need to try to fill that gap and, and getting them together with each other, providing them space and opportunities. Uh, and that can be a huge blessing. And, and let me just say, I, I think that's exactly what your Facebook group is, right? And folks could search for that on Facebook, More Than a Widow. Uh, and tell us some of the interactions that you, the beauty, the beauty of that interaction on Facebook. How has that, how has that been a blessing to you? I think the the variety of women, the variety of ages, variety of locations, variety of circumstances has opened my eyes even wider to what it's like to be a widow. The youngest widow I've come in contact with was 23. Mm -hmm. uh, the uh, longest widowed person, she'd been widowed for over 30 years that uh, I was aware of that she shared openly with, with us on the page. So the just the variety of challenges, the variety of needs, the variety of speed that people work through their, their 
their process of healing is different. It's, it's been really interesting um, to watch a lot of the women who were active on my page when I first started five years ago aren't really there anymore. And so I, I like to think they're, they've worked through a process where maybe they don't feel like they need the page anymore, or maybe they, you know, I like to, to put it, think positively that, you know, they, they found what they needed and they don't really need it. Uh, it's also really interesting to see my, my long timers. I have some with the very beginning and mm. they're still engaging. That's really Yeah. I see your message, um, you know, for more than a widow really being two widows. And, and I want to give you a chance to maybe speak to a widow here that might be listening, but there's also a message from uh, that, that those of us who are working to encourage and support widows, uh, you know, and that's kind of the, the twofold ministry that I see that God's given you. And so I guess with that, give us, um, if there are any widows listening, just speak freely to them. Give them some encouragement here, Laura. I think it's important to know that being a widow is not an oddity. It's not an unusual experience because Almost every marriage is going to end with one spouse dying before the other spouse. And statistics show us that more often it is the man, the husband who dies first. And women are never ready, to, but they can be paired. And that's something I like. I talk with uh, women who are not widows to let them know what might be coming ahead for them so they can be paired. Because I hear that so often. Oh, I had no idea what our finances were about. I, I never thought I'd be the first one to go. I never thought I'd be a widow. And so for, for women now, still even while they're still married, they can begin to gain financial knowledge and understand financial planning for their future. And many widows, they have no idea about the financial way. And that can cause huge. Also to build up spiritual strength. So the, the stronger we are in our relationship with the Lord, the more prepared we're going to be for whatever's coming. And then to develop um, our own hobbies and interests. So when, if the time or when the time does come, when we may be the widow, um, we're not lost because we still have things that we're interested in joy and we're, we're not totally dependent on a husband and children to fulfill every our life. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that. That is great. You know, um, what keeps you going? A couple Bible verses or something that, that gives you strength to get out of bed each day and to keep doing what you're doing? Inspire us. Is there anything that comes to your mind Bible verses wise? Well, our, my theme verse for More Than a Widow is First Thessalonians 5.11. Mm. So encourage each other and build each other up just as you are already doing. Love it. Psalm 121 is also my go-to. Um, it's gotten me through many, many dark nights and many yes. difficult days. So that those are my two that I go to. Laura, you are a delight. Thank you so much for joining us today on the show. How can... Uh, folks best get in touch with you. We've mentioned the Facebook page, but I want to give you another uh, chance to just, you know, uh, connect with people. Sure. My website is laurawarfel.com and there you will find my blog and a list of resources, including my ebook. Also, you'll find links to my media pages and accounts. So everything you need to know pretty much is there. 
That is awesome. So nice to meet you today. Thanks for joining us on the Encouragers United podcast. Thank you for the opportunity. Thanks for listening. The Encouragers United podcast is only a part of the ministry I'm developing with high-energy, positive-minded encouragers like you. We have several other resources for you. I would love for you to join our Facebook group, Encouragers United, for discussion, idea sharing, and testimonies. I also host a Facebook Live each week. It's called Tuesday Tea with Charlie G. We spend just 15 minutes together over a cup of tea or coffee. I'll share some laughs, thoughts to hopefully inspire you, and perhaps some teaching and resources you can use to make your life better. I also host a web blog with helpful written information, resource links, and an occasional video. Feel free to check that out at charlesrgrimes.com. Please subscribe, like, and share my work with those that you feel could benefit. I want you to grow and mature in your encouragement gifts. Join the community. We're in this thing together.